going on and uh, just keep all that in mind. But tonight, if you will, let's, let's get into the Word and uh, go to Galatians chapter 5. And uh, if you can, let's stand and honor reading God's Word. Just a couple of very familiar scriptures from there. Uh, in verse 22, Galatians 5 and 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit, just talking about that, that Spirit that flows from within. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Father, we thank you for your word. And as we move into it tonight, I just pray, Lord, for your anointing. Pray, God, you take me and use me as an instrument for you, Lord, to do as you please. And to honor you and to speak truth here tonight. Stir our hearts. Stir our hearts here tonight, Father. As we come to worship you and praise you, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Last week I was in the uh, Luke two, you know, and we was looking at the the birth of Jesus and uh, and how uh, you know that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and that's what it was about. With the angels was declaring that the Messiah had come, the Son of God, and that God was displaying His love, demonstrating His love for us. And not only that, when they said that, uh, uh, talked about the joy and uh, good news, you know, great tidings of great joy. And then it went on to talk about the peace and um, peace on earth. And I mentioned the fact that those were the first three things that we read here tonight. Love and joy and peace. First things that you find in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. And I, and I said, you, that's, and really when we think about the Spirit of Christmas, which is what I was talking about, that's, that's a good way to look at the Spirit of Christmas. It's to straight up from the first few things that come out of the fruits of the Spirit of the living God was love and joy and peace. But there's, a lot, there's, there's more things in, in this. And I tell you, to me, <clears throat> for a Christian... If, if, you, if you say you're a Christian and, and that the Spirit of God dwells within you, there's no reason for you to not think that these things here should in some way be, be there. If nothing else, they're, even if they're not on display, they're on the inside tapping on you and saying, you know, I'm in here and I need to get out. You know what someone said? Because if the Spirit of God's there, I would have to believe that these, these attributes of the Spirit here, these fruits of the Spirit, are there. They are there. And, uh, but as we look at that and, and these things, through, all through the Bible you'll run across these particular things that are spoken about here, of long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, these type of things. But tonight I want us to go, if you will, go to Second Peter. And we're going to look in Second Peter, first chapter. Because we'll see some of this stuff. And tonight I just, uh, I just titled this, a, a, a Thought for the New Year. And this is really 
this is for me, you know, and as most of the time, folks, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I preach to myself. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. I preach to myself. I preach to what, I, what the Lord's telling me and what I need to hear, and I reckon maybe in turn he turns around and says, well, but it won't hurt for them to hear it too. But uh, it, it's, it's me usually that, I, that the Lord's speaking to. So in, in uh, 2 Peter, and we'll just start in, in verse 1 and work our way through it and look at this. And as I got to reading this again and studying, and, I, and I've been here many times before and, and all, but it just, uh, it just spoke to me as we're moving into the, the new year that, you know, I need, to, I need to remember this stuff. I need to be reminded of this. I need to look at my own self. And I don't think it's bad to, to uh, examine ourselves. As a matter of fact, uh, first Sunday of each month, we kind of, yes. we talk about that. That it's good to stop and look at yourself, you know, because uh, I'm, uh, if you're like me, I don't have too much problem looking around and examining other people. You know what I mean? I can examine them pretty good. If y'all want to know what I, what I think about all of y'all, y'all just ask me because I've already examined y'all. So, but that's not really, I don't, that, that ain't what I need to be doing. I don't need to be doing that. I need to, I need to be looking at my own self. It's, uh, I'm, I'm responsible for me. And I can assure you right now, there's enough of stuff for me to work on that I ain't got time to worry about you. Y'all, and y'all said amen. That's right, y'all agreed with that. So let's go into First Peter and work our way through this here and, and look at it and just let the Lord speak to our heart tonight. It said, Simon Peter, a bondservant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So uh, we know who he's, he's talking to, he's addressing and it's believers, believers that, that who have obtained like faith. People that, he says, that know what I'm talking about. That's, that's, that's who it is. Have you, have you obtained like faith that this man Peter here is talking about? Can, can what he's saying here, he's talking to you because you are a believer. And he wants you to know this. Now folks, listen. God's word's powerful. But there's parts of it that he's talking to people who are, belong to him. Now there's places where he's talking to people that are not. But right here, he's talking to believers. And so, so Peter, he says, those who have obtained like faith by the righteousness of God. See, we, re we realize, we realize what our faith is all about. It's not about me. It's about God. Who He is, and I place my faith in Him and who He is. It's the, the right kind of uh, faith. The true believer. But then let's, let's read on. It says, to those who have uh, obtained like precious faith, and I tell you what, if you, read, if you read Peter much, he uses the word precious a lot. He uses the word precious. 
I think Peter, I, if, if, you, if you know the Bible well, you know Peter's background and who he was and the, the, the man that he was and the stuff that he came through and his boisterous ways and his, put his foot in his mouth and say whatever he thought and just all this kind of stuff. But God, he was, he was the man God used at the, when the church began, you know. But I believe that as Peter got older, it got more precious. It should for me too. It should for me too. It it gets more precious. And it, you know what? It'll get more precious the better that you know Him. The better you see Him for who He really is. It just it it's, it gets precious, and every part of it's precious. The faith that I have is precious. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. In the knowledge of God, knowing Him. This word knowledge, we'll see, we'll see that. We'll see it several times here. <clears throat> but I did want to stop and just, because it's two, it's, there'll be, it's two different words that we'll run into. But this particular way says that the knowledge of God is, is recognition. To recognize God for who He is. It's a full discernment and an acknowledgement. And that's what he's, he's basically saying the folks that, that their faith has been placed in this God who, who they have acknowledged and seen and who he is. Now, you may not know him completely because, let's face it, we're still learning. We're still learning. But when you see him, and that's, you know, and to me, that's the thing about this Christian life. It's your... I don't know that I don't know that I, me or you or anybody can 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 pinpoint exactly when it happened, but I believe God knows when your faith was there and it was right, and you saw Him the way you needed to see Him, and that and 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 and, and you became that born again child of God. And I, that's a, to me, that's the reason it, it is so personal. It's such a personal thing. And I, and, and I never want to try to make somebody feel like they know the Lord if they don't. You see what I'm saying? I think it's so, it's so important that you as an individual, you understand, I will do what I can to, to, to preach truth or share with you the Bible as best I can, but I mean, I'm, I'm nobody myself, but it's, it's here that where the salvation lies is in God's word, is in knowing that is in the Spirit of God illuminating your heart and mind. And that 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 that's going to kick back to you. And it's so important that you know that you have that you know what we're it's just not about coming here to church and hearing sermons. It's it's about this this knowledge of God and who He is for yourself. For yourself. So it's this a, a full discernment and acknowledgement and recognition of God. But then when it get, let's, let's move on. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to us all things. I tell you what, if you just read this and read it and read it, 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 it just starts impacting that he has given us all things that pertain to life Godliness. 
Look at me. And you're looking at someone who's got all things. Has been given to me. Now am I here bragging on me? I sure am not. I'm bragging on him. For as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. If you see him, if you have him, you have this faith, you're the believer. He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. I've come that they may have life. You've got all, I've got all things concerning life. I don't know if there's anything any better than life. Do y'all? I don't know what you got for Christmas, and I don't care how much it costs, it ain't good as life, is it? I've got, amen. I have, I have all things pertaining to life and godliness, the things of God. You know why? Because if I'm a born again child of God, by the faith that I possess and I know him, I've been given that. I see him in the spirit of God that dwells within me. There's the life and godliness. We've been given, have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Now, the, if you got a, a King James that says, uh, who, who has called us to glory and virtue, which can make the meaning a little different than called us by glory and virtue. But some, and most of your interpretations use this, but some of them even go to say, who, who called us by his glory and virtue. And I, I, and I believe this is, that's the right idea that we've got here. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. I don't know. I, I'm glad that he called me. I'm glad that he called me. That's all I can tell you. I'm got, sitting right over there in that little old church building right over there. And he, he popped me, and he popped me, and he popped me, and he popped me several times. And when I was 17 years old, I walked down to the altar. I'd had enough. I'd fought it long enough. It began right there. <clears throat> Did I get up and walk away from there a powerful fireball Christian? I, I, I got up from there feeling really good. I got up from there feeling that a weight was lifted off of me. I could breathe again. But I had some pitfalls still to fall through. Wow. But it happened then. And I know that. Know that without a doubt. Know that without a doubt. He called me. I have all this through the knowledge of him who, who called us by his glory and virtue. And the, listen now, the word virtue then, we're going to look at that too. The virtue is one of the words to, that we, the English word to, it was excellence. Excellence. His glory and his excellence. But I, we're going to look at that a little bit more here. It says, so let's keep looking at all. We've got all things pertaining to life and godliness. And then it goes in verse 4, talking about uh, the knowledge of him. It says, by which, talking about him, by which have been given to us, we've been given something else. 
exceedingly great and precious. There it is. <laughs> precious promises. Precious promises. Hey, I just prayed a while ago. Jesus, this book says, has promised that he'll never leave me. That's a precious promise. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. That's not going to happen. Precious promises. The promise of eternal life. Great precious promise. But when we talk about we talk about a precious promise. The last chapter of Luke and the first chapter of Acts, both of those were written by a physician named Luke. And in the last chapter of Luke and the first chapter of Acts, he uses this, this phrase that they were there to wait on the promise of the Father. The Father had promised something. That's a precious promise. That's a precious promise. Why is that a precious promise? Because that's what we sing about. It was the promise of the Father was the Holy Spirit would come and take up to uh, residence within them, would empower them to be what He wanted them to be, to empower them to accomplish what He wanted them to accomplish, to empower them to be a witness for Him and them dumb as hayrake. And they're going to turn the world upside down. Why are they going to do it? Because they received a precious promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. That's precious, that's precious promises. Those promises, I, I, don't know, I don't think they got nullified. That's still a wonderful promise to anyone that comes to know Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit of God will come into your life and take up residence in your life and I don't care how sorry you are. Or how sorry you've been. That is a precious promise. Sam, I think you can relate to it. He'll come right in and don't matter who you've been. And how bad you've been or what you've done. And Sam says that many times. Can't understand why I am where I am today. But that's the grace of my almighty God. But Sam knows it. And ain't nobody got to tell him. Sam knows it himself. That's what I'm talking about. So the exceeding, so by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Huh. Are you kidding me? I can't help it. I can't help who I am. I possess. I possess the divine nature of an almighty God. Once again, I'm not up here to brag on me. I'm telling you what an almighty God can do for anybody. Anybody. Divine nature. Mm, 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 mm. So we've been given some gracious gifts and promises. And the nature, and we've been that we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I'm, I'm in this world, and there's a lot of junk in this world. And the old man in me would, can easily revert back to that. But who I am, who I am in Christ, has divine nature, and he's already escaped. I'm already escaped. Folks, I'm telling you, the better you know him 
and who he is and what he's done, the better and the more precious he gets. The more precious he gets. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So that, 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 that first section there is powerful. Now that's who, that's who we are. Believers. That's who we are. That's who he's talking to. But then look at verse 5. Let's make a transition here and go into verse 5. But also for this very reason. What reason? Because who you are. If that's who you are, then here's the reason. It's for that reason, giving all diligence. In other words, for the very reason I'm saying, because you have the divine nature within you. Then begin, it says, give all diligence. And that, to me, that's to work, to work at it, to work at building upon what? The faith. The, the, way, the way that you even got here. You got here by faith. Okay? That's, that's how you got there. That's how you're saved. Now, what, have you, what do you do with the faith? Walk around and just say, oh, I got faith. Well, go read James. He'll tell you a little bit about that. Well, I got it. I'm saved. I got faith. It's just a thought for the new year. So it says, giving all diligence to add to your faith virtue. Building on our faith that it ain't just that I'm saved. It's, 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 it's more than that. For each, in each of us, each one of us. And that's the reason that I say that we, it's, we can examine ourselves. I, 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 don't have, I don't want to try to examine anybody in any way. Okay, I've got me, and I, I need to look at me. And I know one thing. I do know who I am, and I do know what I possess, and I do know whenever it, he talks to me, and I do know when he says, you know, you need to examine yourself and see where you stand on this here kind of stuff. Is there some places that you can do things better? <clears throat> let, me, let me tell you. Just because you may want to pick it up a notch here or there and do a few extra things, listen, that don't add any square foot to your mansion. No. no. Hey, it's got nothing to do with it. Either, you, either you, you, you're with him, either you're in verse 1 there with, by, with like faith, or you ain't. Okay? That's what, that's what we're saying. So what's the deal? Why, why, why should you worry about it? Well, for one thing, it's disobedience not to. For another thing, if you want to live in this life and live with a joyful heart as a Christian, it really helps to be in step with God and to be in tune with Him and listening to Him and, and at least, you know, giving this diligent effort. Would, don't you much rather see somebody trying than somebody not trying? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> somebody said, You've been behaving yourself. I said, well, I've been trying. He said, well, that's, you know, that's better than not try. Wouldn't you think? At least you try. So you're working. Give diligence. Give diligence. And then it says, add virtue. 
and there's we're back to that word I mentioned it up there by his growing virtue, which the word, same word, it was it's excellence. Um, I believe the Holman says moral excellence, or one one of the translations says moral excellence, and um, <clears throat> which, as far as I'm concerned, uh, people of God <laughs> should be moral people. I mean, that's not the that's not the saving issue is is to try to be moral, but. Th- God's, God's law and God's way and God's example and Christ himself as, as the example is, is moral excellence. Are you, am I right? right? Yes, that's moral excellence. You know, so we got the pattern. He says, just, just give diligence to this, this excellence. Listen to me. In sports or whatever, it don't matter, you know, Playing music, whatever it is that you you're going to excel in it. You're going. You, people are going to say that 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 they just display excellence in what they're doing. Do you know how they do that? They don't lay around the house for three or four months and get up and say, "Well, I think I'll go down there and play the violin." And I ain't picked. I ain't talking about you, Tom. They might do that, but most likely people ain't going to walk out and say, boy, that was an excellent performance. <laughs> Excellence is, is something that you achieve by, by diligent working at it. You want to be, you want to be the best. Wouldn't it be good if, if we all kind of wanted to be the, the best at that verse 5, 6, and 7 here, you know, to, to be the best here? It ain't going like I said. It ain't going to make you mansion any more bigger, or get you any closer to the throne, or whatever you know. But it's just because it's what the Lord has laid out for us and given to us, and and and, and told us to do that, to to give diligence. And I, as I thought about that, I ran across this day, and I thought, well, you know, that's that's pretty neat to see that right now, and because of this this excellence and pushing hard and pushing yourself. So, folks, you, you have to push yourself. It's just the way it is. So you give diligence. Diligence means that it probably ain't going to be easy to push yourself sometime to do the things that you need to do to, to build on this faith. But this, this excellence, there, and, I, and this, I was told that this was on Tim Tebow's wall. And I, I think I'm right there because I think I've heard it before. I don't know the whole thing of it. But when he was a young kid, I believe it was that Coach K, Duke, for Duke, the basketball coach at Duke. And he told this, and it made an impression on Tim Tebow, and he always remembered it. But one of the lines in it was this. <clears throat> Somewhere he is out there training while I'm not. And when we meet, he'll win. Tebow put in that that wasn't going to be him. He would be the one that would be doing the training when the other person wasn't. Who's doing the best on this? It's not for us to, it's not that we need to, for us to rate ourselves or look and, and put any accolades on anybody because they are. It's strictly because it's what 
the Lord has asked us to do and to build on our faith. To build on our faith. I thought that is so good, that excellence. And that's what, it's, that's, what that's talking about, is to, to excel in what you're doing. Because let me tell you, in this life, you're going to come across that opponent that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough in life for as a Christian. Diligence here will make you not be the loser in it. I'm not talking about losing salvation. I'm talking about losing battles in this life that are so hurtful. <clears throat> Add to the virgins, uh, virtue excellence, which is excellence. But then it goes on to say, for this very reason, giving diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And we just talked about knowledge. Just a different word. The knowledge which knowing God is to know him for who he is, recognizing who he is, full discernment. But this one, this, this, this here was a little bit different. And I, I struggled around and I'm trying to get a, get a handle on this. How, what, what's different here? Why would these two different words? But I run across, and I, I forgot who it was now. I've looked at so many different things, but... This was this one caught, and I said, you know, that, that 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 sounds like probably right. But when he was talking about this knowledge right here that we're talking about in verse five, he said, "By knowledge here is probably meant spiritual discernment as to what is right and what is wrong in all things, the right object, the right way, the right time. In other words, all through life we have to make choices on what's the best thing to do, what's right, what's wrong." Right here, Spirit of God, this, 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 this virtue, this excellence, this, uh, this, 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 this diligence, working on this, this here, building on our faith, help us to get to where that knowledge, the wisdom of God and spiritual discernment is in our life. Oh, how, how much we need it. How many, how many times I have made a mistake whenever I could get on back later and look at it and say, I didn't handle that right. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I, and I didn't handle it the way that I, I, sh I would have handled it if I just took a little bit of time here and thought this thing and prayed it out and everything, but I've been okay, but I didn't do, didn't do it. So these, these, this is just life, folks. It's just life. <clears throat> so add to it. Add to your faith virtue, add to your virtue knowledge, and to knowledge the, this self-control. Now that's, there. I was talking about what we read over about the fruit of the Spirit, last one, self-control. I don't know if there's, and I, I may be wrong here, but I just wrote this down. Let me know if I'm wrong. But I said, out of control is never good. Can y'all think of a place, uh, anything where, you, where you've ever, well, it's, it's out of control. And you say, boy, that's a good thing. Going down the highway and just you spin out in a wet road in that car and ain't nothing, you're doing everything, it's out of control. That ain't a good thing, is it? That ain't a good thing. You know, what about people riding down the road and road rage and the old boy just losing control. He's, he's out of control and running around trying to run somebody down and ram them with the car and all that just all over the place. That, that happened in Jacksonville when they, police were trying to catch him and they couldn't stop him and he was still trying to run over somebody. Out of control. Out of control. It's never good. 
It's never good. You know, I mean, it's just people just go off the deep end sometimes. I mean, it's never a good thing, is it? It's always better to have control. And, contr- and control can start with you, me, self control, that I control myself. Now, it can, it can be, I can tr- control myself from blowing my top and being crazy, you know, or all the way down to, I can control myself and, and tell myself, you've had enough. Don't go back to the refrigerator. You know, I mean, it's just, it's control. Because I ain't talking about nobody here. But I've seen people that's been out of control in that area. And they suffer for it. They suffer for it in a lot of ways. See, self-control is a wonderful thing. It's no, no surprise that it comes from God. It's God, the Spirit of God within us bringing that self-control. Just and you know, and this, this is all. And listen, as we go through this in a in a in a line, I don't believe you work on one and you get it right, and then you go to the other. You you you, you take all of this as one big lump sum. It's all it's all part of it. It's, it's just where 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 are we in, in in all of this? Where are we in all of this? So you got that the self control, but then it's add, add the self self control perseverance the. Uh, the, the pushing forward, uh, come, come what may, because things are going to happen in your Christian life that's going to make you want to quit. These things may come against you that's going to make you want to doubt or make you wonder what's going on or where's God and all, all of these things, you know. But you're working on the, and, the, and these things come, to, and the Bible even tells us this, to test your faith. There's a reason to test your faith, to see that, what it is, and you can grow in it, and that's part of it. When these things come out, how do you persevere through it? How do you handle it? Hurtful things can happen. How do you handle it? People can say things that you don't agree with. How do you handle it? Whatever. I mean, just, just how do you handle it? You just you push on through it. You, you can get mad and quit. Say, well, I ain't going back to church. I ain't going back to church no more. Well, that's, that's, that's not the way to handle it. So you push through. You work through and you push through. And you grow in doing it. You grow in doing it. You, just, you, build, you build yourself up and just moving into this, that excellence type, type of thing. So, so the perseverance to, to godliness and the godliness, which is just a word that means holy, uh, pious, uh, reverent type of thing, this, guy, this, this type of person. But when I, any time I, you know, and I look at godliness, when I run across it, I, I, run, I, I think about 1 Timothy 6, 6, which says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. It's great gain. And, and, and it is. Just, just the godliness with contentment. This, these things here that we work in here, this godlikeness, this, this reverent, reverent attitude, this godliness within our life, it's just so important, especially when you can attach contentment with it. And which we're Timothy was talking about that people are striving to be rich and this sort of thing, and that that gain was godliness. No, godliness with contentment is great gain. That's what it, this is. It's just part of part of this 
process of being diligent and building, working on the faith. And then, but it, it, all, it all keeps working us to somewhere. And, and we can all relate to this here because then it moved from the godliness to brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. And from brotherly kindness to love, all of that, that, all, that whole little package there of, of brotherly love and kindness, love. Actually, the brotherly kindness here, you can look through the scriptures where this phrase is used. All the other scriptures call it brotherly love. Brotherly love. But listen to these scriptures about that. I think it's, it's good in Romans 12, 10. Listen, it says, Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. So this, this is back. It's, it's all of this is... Peter's lumping all this, all this is what it needs to look like. All of these things in a well-rounded, in a Christian's life, in their mind, their heart, the way they live, what they strive for, what they're, they're working toward, they're diligent on that kind of stuff. They ain't just a slouch, you don't give a rip. They, they know these things are there. They look at themselves, what, where, where am I? How did I handle this situation? Those type of things. But <clears throat> as we move on here, look at uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, 9, talking about it. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you. For ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. If you, if you go here in this word, the only way you're going to really get to know the Lord better is to be in his word. There's, that's, I mean, there's, there is no other way. You can come listen to the best preaching in the world, and I ain't talking about me. But it doesn't matter who it is. It ain't, it's, it's not a substitute for you being in God's word and it's speaking to you and you having that relationship. There, there's no, there's, there's, you, you can't short circuit it. It's just, it's, it's, what's he saying to you? It's here. You can listen to me and, and I'm going to try to tell you things I think are good. That's not good enough. It's knowing this word and letting it I don't need to. He said, I don't need to write that to you. If you will go here, you will know that. You'll know that's what he, you're supposed to be loving your brother. Ain't nobody going to have to tell you that. Well, I tell you what, whenever you got to get on people about not loving one another, just quit doing that and just tell them, hey, y'all quit and go to the Word. Just go to, the, go to your Bible and don't get out of it until you can love one another. Because that's where it is. It teaches you to do it, unless that's wrong. For ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. It's just a natural thing. We've already said that we're partakers of the divine nature. That nature's love. That nature is love. God's nature is love. Then it goes in 1 Peter one twenty two. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. That unfeigned means sincere, genuine love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. So the, it's, it's, it's all in there. That love, the self-control, the perseverance, you know, the, the excellence, the, uh, the moral excellence, the, 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 the working at it. The working at it. 
that sort of thing. It's fabulous, unbelievable. Just those verses 5, 6, and 7, just to think on those things and then to examine ourselves. And I'll close out with, I got these next verses I want to hit real quick. Tony, you can ease up this way if you'd like. But I just want to hit these, these quickly. <clears throat> now listen to this quick. Starting in verse 8. For if these things are yours and, and, and abound, you will neither you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. <clears throat> For these things, if they're in you, I mean, so he tells me that. If these things are in you and they're in you good, you won't be unfruitful. That's what it says. So I thought about this. I just wrote, I put down, how sad to know him yet be unfruitful. All right? Who's he writing to? People of like faith. They know him. They know who he is. You can know who he is and be unfruitful. I think that's right. I know I don't like this either, y'all. I didn't say amen much myself today. I'm just saying. That's what it says. If these things are bound, you won't be unfruitful. But if not, it's sad. Sad to annoy him and be, a, be unfruitful. <clears throat> but then listen. For he, for he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Even to blindness. He's still talking to, he ain't talking to lost people. He ain't talking to lost people. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even unto blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed of his old sin. Do you see why I said he ain't talking to, who is he talking to? He's talking to a little old white-headed man named Eddie Griffiths. So he's talking to. Wow. I put down here for me. I just said, don't let me lose sight of who I am. Not the old man, but the divine nature. Don't let me lose sight of who I am. I, the divine nature is who I am because of who I know. But, I, but how, am I, how, am I, how am I working through this stuff in my life? That's just, that's just a normal thing for a Christian for us to look at. I think it would be better for, I, I, honestly, I think it would be better for all of us or, around that if we, we, we showed up in these areas, our own selves, some way, in some way, I think we'd all benefit from it to some degree for sure. But Lord, don't let me lose sight of just the, who I am and, and, and it's not the old man to go back to that, that and forget, you know, because that's what I'll go to acting like. I just need to realize who I am, not lose sight of that. <clears throat> But then it goes on to say, therefore, brethren, and this is good. Now listen close. I got a minute. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. To make your calling and election sure. He said that you, you've, you've been called. You just said that. I mean, we, we started from the beginning. You've been called. What are you doing? You just, with these things when they're in you, it, it, you nail it down. You make it sure. It becomes an assurance, a confidence in, within you. Let me tell you something. 
Anytime I deal with somebody that is struggling, and struggling or struggling with their salvation, I can assure you they're not working on any of these things here. These things bring a confidence and an assurance that I know who I am. I know that my calling and election, I know that it's sure. I know who I am. And it's not because of me, it's because of him. But I know that. And the, be, the, the more these things are in our life, the better you know him, the more confident that you are within your, your own self. You never want to go around and tell people I'm saved because old Mike Walker told me I was. No, I'm saved because I know. I know who I know. I know that my calling and election sure. And I don't understand it and I don't know why because I ain't worth two cents. But I was called. Man, that is so good. But then I'm, I, got, I got to read the last little part. So for us, an entrance will be uh, supplied to you abundantly into everlasting kingdom, our Lord Jesus, Savior, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Praise God, I know where I'm headed. But listen, for this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. How about that? He said, I know you know it. I know who you are. But I ain't going to never, I'm not going to be negative. I'm an old man and I've, I've, I've learned a lot in my life. It's what old Peter was and it's what he said. And, but I will not be negligent in reminding you who you are and the things you need to do. We need to hear it. Amen? We need to hear it. Let's stand if you will. Can you say, can you say that you've attained this precious faith? Are you excelling in the building process? And are you confident that your call in election is sure? Wow. Tana, go ahead. Daughter's open.